A friend of mine has a bidet. He loves it and swears by it. A lot of people do. Cleanest ass in town. Yeah, that, well, that was the joke of the whole episode. Yeah. Like, you're you're maybe, better than everybody else. Oh, Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Kentucky Commons Radio Hour. I am Michael Moeller, joined by one David Satterley, Hello. one John Ronane, Hello. Uh, and one Kevin Gibson as our guest, uh, Louisville author. Kevin, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you here in a little bit. Okay. Uh, we're, we're recording tonight at Bluegrass Homebrew Supply, as most of the time, in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, and if you're listening to this, uh, thank you. You you know, you are listening to this. We appreciate you. Uh, you are probably already subscribed. Uh and uh, you've probably already rated us five stars, but if not, go ahead and do that. And also share the episode. Tell your friends. Uh, be like, hey, there are these, there are these, these cats in, in Germantown that record this podcast, and sometimes they're funny, sometimes they 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 try to be funny. Uh, and you can you can share that episode in love with them. Uh, we are not only recording on all the the podcast platforms you might be listening to, but also uh, we've made our YouTube uh, channel public. So follow us. And subscribe on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash at Louisville Ale Trail. Uh, and you can see the video content that we're producing. You can see the beers that we're drinking. You can see John's face as he's talking. Uh, and uh, who, who doesn't want to see that? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Once a week, I subject myself to that. <laughs> That's too much. Uh, as I mentioned, we are joined by one Kevin Gibson. Uh, born and raised in Louisville? Southern Indiana mostly, but yeah, but I've, I've been over on the South River for 20 plus years. We'll count that. Uh, yeah. You're a you know, local author. Uh, you are a uh, journalist. You've written for a lot of different pubs. Mm-hmm. Um, I've known you more on the beer side, but you also do quite a bit in spirits as well. Thanks for joining tonight. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, we are opening the show uh, the same way we always open the show with a uh, with a top of the show beer of sorts. Uh, today's uh, featured beer is uh, the coffee stout from Schlafly, who is so kind to actually send us a little care package recently. So Schlafly, thank you for the beer. Yeah, uh, let's let's enjoy it. And David, can you tell us a little bit about it? <clears throat> sure can. Uh, hailing out of St. Louis, that's about four hours west of Louisville. I love St. Louis. Um, our last guest, Matt Watson, was about three hours west of Louisville, so you could say we're uh, westward bound. But <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, their classic coffee stout. Um, they do this with a company called Caldi's Coffee. Um, so they come to the tap room, order a shot of espresso, and we get this uh, oatmeal stout and accompaniment with said um, espresso. So I think they took the best of both worlds, put oh, it yeah. together. And kind of did like a cold toddy, which is the method a lot of people are using to infuse coffee at this point. Um, but geez, yeah, that's a big nose. Yeah, coffee smells room. Great. amazing. It smells like a like fresh pulled shot of espresso. It's like super uh, kind of like light, nutty, fruity, silky. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, very it good. It smells like chocolate. Yeah. Like, yeah, I yeah. do love a coffee stout. I do too. It's a big coffee stout. <clears throat> I'm I'm ashamed to say that you know when I think about Schlafly, I think about pumpkin beers and 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 IPAs and mm-hmm. ale ales. But this is uh, one of the first um, you know stouts in general that I've had from them. I think. Yeah, and there, I mean, so much is intertwined between Louisville and St. Louis. The 
the French connections, the people that kind of migrate over. You know, we've got a couple brewers that have been over in St. Louis before yeah. that now reside in Louisville. Both historic beer cities. Both historic beer cities. Right uh, on the Ohio. And uh, speaking of historic beer cities, uh, Kevin, um, how did you get into writing and how did you get it into alcohol? Ooh, long stories both. <laughs> um, writing, I was in fifth grade and, you know, wasn't mulling colleges yet. And a local TV broadcaster named Melissa Forsyth came to speak to my classroom. And we all got a different job. We put on a, a fake broadcast and we made a made a camera out of an old box and stuff like that. And uh, I was given the job as sports writer. Oh, cool. And yeah. so, yeah, and I just was stealing stuff from the Courier Journal, and I wrote you know, a couple pages of copy, and I thought, man, this is cool, I'm writing about sports. And I said right then and there, I want to be a sports writer. And that's what I, all through high school, all through middle school, high school, I stuck with it. I never, never got away from wanting to be a writer, just always what I wanted to do. So I count myself lucky. Did you play the sports as well? Um, I played a little when I was young, but I, I was uh, – I was not very good. <laughs> so, um, but I, but as far as writing about alcohol, that was something that uh, that I have to probably blame Roger Baylor for that because uh, I was started going to uh, you know the what's now the public house Richos, and he had some like Indiana like flyer free thing that people were writing about beer, and I thought, what a great freaking job. Can I say the F word on this show? Sure, yeah, oh, of course. Okay. It's encouraged. What a great fucking job to yeah. be able to write about beer because that, that combines two of my loves. So I made it my purpose to find a way to do that. And so I wrote my first story about beer as a cover story for the Leo talking about this is like 1994 or five. Wow. Maybe no, Leo. more like 99 when, you know, when BBC was going strong and Pipkin was just getting ready to open and that kind of thing. And so I wrote a story about it and I tried my best to interview what's his face from Sam Adams. And, and, uh, they sent me a packet and they were like, we're not, she emailed me back. She said, we're not going to waste our time on some Louisville writer. <laughs> we've never heard of. I mean, literally was really rude with the way she put it, but then she sent me a packet of stuff and information. So, you know, but, uh, that's, and that was my first beer story. And I just, then it was just like, every time a brewery would open, I would pounce on it. Mm -hmm. I would contact the editor and say, I'm going to write this story. And they'd say, okay, whatever, you know, and they'd pay me a little bit for it. But that's how I got to slowly, but surely know the brewers and the brewery owners over the course of time, because I just kept doing it. Then I started my, uh, 502 brews blog as a way of getting more ingrained and that was sort of my pitch to try and write that book that I wrote, the, uh, the 2014 book about Louisville beer history. Yeah, I was going to say a lot of uh, our listeners are obviously people who are into beer. Um, and they're probably familiar with your work, even if they're not aware of it. Because your book is all over yeah. the place. Like I, uh, It's, it's over there at Walgreens. Like you see it at Kroger's. Yeah. You see it at uh, all the places. People ask, where can I find your work? I said, just Google Kevin Gibson Louisville. You're going to find all kinds yeah. of it. <laughs> it's a Louisville beer Derby City history on draft for the yeah. listeners. It's an yeah. excellent book. Um, you can buy it at my website, kevingibsonwriter.com. Is, yeah. that, is that allowed to? Oh, yeah, okay. of course. Of course. Or Amazon or wherever fine literature is sold. But get it from the author's website. I'm it sure helps it's... me a lot. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. my rent's high. And he might you might sign it for you if you run into him. 100% uh, will sign yeah. it. <laughs> I, ha I have to relate to both of those stories because in fourth grade, we were supposed to like dress up as somebody. And I don't remember the exact premise, but I picked Roald Dahl. Who was, <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm like five foot five. Like, I'm sorry, RuPaul? Girl. Roll doll. Roll doll. Oh. Roll doll. The witches. The BFG. Uh, not RuPaul. James the Giant. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> not RuPaul. Yeah. Uh, it was a little <laughs> early. They had banned it. Now it's unbanned. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's fine now. Um, but I did that. And, and that's a tall guy. And I'm just like this little guy. Yeah. And yeah. Anyways. Uh, wish I, you didn't pick Manute Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Oh, never mind. He's like a seven foot ten NBA player. It was crazy at all. Uh, and then also when, when I was getting into beer was right around that 2014 era. Uh, probably a little earlier. But uh, I do remember reading 502 Brews mm-hmm. as I yeah. uh, got into the the local exploration of things for a little while. That's how I got to know uh, uh, John Worth. He's, nice. he's been on the podcast. Yeah. 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 Well, he and I had a little bit of a tangle around that time. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody says that about, uh, man, he must yeah. have been out well, there. Uh, you know, yeah, good, good thing. I won't go into that story on here because <laughs> he and I have made peace. But yeah, that was that was an interesting time. <laughs> I was going to say, it's been, it's been 10 years. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, beer under He's the not bridge. To this now, probably. <laughs> yeah, ten year ten year grudges shouldn't exist, I mean, especially if they're really yeah. to like chili or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as far as your, you know, the the beer book went, that was an incredibly well researched book. Thank How did you. you approach doing all the research? Um, well, I had already had interest in the, in those big three brands, Fairs, Ertles, and Fall City. So I had already read quite a bit. I, I had read Conrad Selly's book and stuff like that, and I had, of course, I had a dog-eared copy of that. You mean his encyclopedia? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a typical read, but it's so full of information. I use it as one of my primary sources. What is that book? Uh, Just for anybody that's unfamiliar. Louisville, Louisville, Louisville Breweries. Breweries. I can't remember. It's a long title. It's Louisville yeah. Breweries. Look that up, and it's out of print, I think. I got a copy of it around here somewhere. I think uh, his partner, oh my gosh, what's his name? Uh uh, Selig? Selig sounds right. No, that's Conrad's. Oh. Conrad Selig and then his partner who did a lot of the research. Anyway, Guthrie. I, um, I asked because we did get a, a DM from someone asking about local history books and oh, yeah. we made them a short list. So I just want to get yeah. that info out to anybody that might be curious. About we that. included your name in that too. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Thank you. Right Thank you. Well, it was, it was, the book was reprinted. So I, I ended up losing my original and I had to buy one off eBay for like 45 bucks. Oh, it's bucks. expensive. Yeah, yeah. I've, I got mm. one from Book and Music Exchange about ten years ago, and I hold on to that pretty closely. Yeah, uh, my, my yeah, first one was uh, was a gift from an ex girlfriend. Uh, so what, what's the other author's name? Is it Guthrie? Uh, Peter R. Gutig. Gutig and Peter, Conrad. Peter, I think it's I think it's Gatig, but I'm not Gatig, sure. Sure, yeah. I'm not either. Also, but, the back of the book says beer is health. Sounds, sounds there accurate. you go, man. I would sounds like to accurate. adopt that. <laughs> Getting healthy one drink at a time. Um, but anyway, that it, then it just became a thing of when when uh, you, you mentioned Fred Minnick before we started the show, um, who's a good friend of mine, and he was offered a contract to write that book. Oh. And he said, I'm not your guy. Here's your guy. That's awesome. And he forwarded them to me. And they were like, what's your background? I said, dude, <laughs> you don't need anybody else writing this book. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, they just sent me a contract and I, you know, that was it. I signed it and started work and took me you know, quite a few months to do it. I spent a lot of time working at Buffalo Wild Wings of all places. Sure. You know, just to sit there at the, the bar and um, and just I've used I've very extensively used for research. Um, you the Courier Journal archives that you can access through the library for free. Mm-hmm. And so there's a, just a wealth of information. I, was, I use it all the time for all books. And you've also got the uh, the Encyclopedia of Louisville, which is pretty comprehensive as well. And then I just go and look up different things. I draw from my own experiences. You know, like If I've interviewed somebody that related to the topic I'm writing, I'll just use the interview, you know, which is, I mean, that's fair. I'm a writer, <laughs> you know. Yeah. 
So there's also a uh, magnificent. I know this isn't in the same vein, but there's a magnificent Facebook group called uh, Louisville's Past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm a part of that. yeah, and it's people that kind of troll through the library archives that you can go out and yep. scan and read through, and they'll they'll post pictures from the 30s, the 50s, yep. you know, and pre pre on. So I love the the then and now photos; those are my favorite. Mm-hmm. Well, I you mentioned that. your your beer book that kind of ties into your is that your most recent book, isn't it? Yeah, published? this is the one last one that came out. This is is this time for this? Sure, yeah, okay. sure, why not? So this is called this used to be Louisville. So this is a, a then and now kind of thing of. Places that you know today, what did they used to be a hundred years ago or two hundred years ago or however? Not many were that old, but you know, like uh, for instance, like you know, what is now Royals Chicken was that was a movie theater, the theater a small yeah. penny theater, you know. Um, it, it was a silver, porn theater for a while too. Silver Dollar being a fire, Silver Dollar was firehouse. a firehouse. Yeah, um, I mean, there are just so many places that you know, I always feel like you you go into a place and I have always been one that person I wonder what this used to be I thought about that when I walked in here I was like I've been in here before but I'm like this this used to be something very different um, so it's if you like that kind of stuff you'll enjoy that book and it's it's been actually done really well for me it's sold really well and it, like go, the, it goes back really far because like the one yeah. on Frankfurt Avenue where they're at the post at the train station and that was like the original gate to you had to pay a toll to come in the gate to the city yeah. yep Did I and get then, that right of course, like the you know, the original, like the when they first uh, opened Cave Hill Cemetery, they used that little space in front of it. That's where the they had, literally they had trolley, wagon trolleys pulled by donkeys. And wow. that's where they turned around and went back down Broadway. That's cool. Oh, huh. And that's, yeah, that's how freaking old that is, how long it's been there. I like you described your book some, somewhere. I, maybe it's in the preface, but everybody in Louisville does do this. Uh, you're driving by, or you ask somebody where something is, yeah. and like, oh, it's in the old, the old Sears building. Yeah, exactly. We yeah. have Noble Funk here in Louisville, and I, I think it's a sign of how good their their brand is doing that people are starting to just refer to it as Noble Funk instead of, yeah. oh, it's in the old Kroger building. Yeah, the, the but, old ghetto Kroger, as yeah. they called it. Yeah, which hasn't been open for ten years. Right, right. right. So. Still, is, yeah, but it's like the you know the. They're, the first and last chapter of the book are both about the old Sears building. There are two different old Sears buildings, you know, and most people today don't even know that. The one downtown that's now LG&E offices, that closed years and years and years ago as a Sears, but it was one of the biggest Sears stores built in America at the time. On 9th Street? Huge. Uh, it's on Broadway and 8th, I think. Broadway okay, and 8th. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you're close, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's there's there's a wealth. I could have probably written two of those books. So hopefully, I'll get to write another one. You know, at some point, might have might have follow up to. So, it. what other what other books have you written? Uh, so we've got uh, Secret Louisville, which is just kind of about weird things you didn't know, weird places, um, and then the Unique Eats and Eateries of Louisville, which literally within a month of publishing that, three of the restaurants and it closed. I think now of the probably 80 or so and there are probably 25 or 30 are closed was that pre, was that pre-covid it was pre-covid yeah, yeah. so yeah. i mean the leg was like man what the heck this was the this is a freaking trap you know <laughs> that my publisher set for me and i think that they, they yeah they've kind of backed off doing those now but uh then the, there was of course a hundred things to do in louisville before you die which is the first one i wrote for my current publisher uh the beer book i worked with a different uh, arcadia owned publisher um but so the one I'm working on now is going to be called Oldest Louisville. So it's about some of the oldest things, places in the city. And, it, you know, I was just telling you guys about um, about Jack Fry's. I'm going to put in there as the oldest sports bar, which I know it's an upscale restaurant now. But if you go in there, 
the walls are covered with pictures of boxers and horse races and, you know, Kentucky Derby pictures. And so um, when Jack Fry opened that place in the 1930s, he he had been a, a amateur boxer. He was really obsessed with horse racing and boxing, and he was a gambler. And so he went to Churchill Downs one day and bet on a horse and won like, I don't know, twenty or $30,000, and he used that to buy the bar and turn it into his own bar. It's probably like a three quarters of a million dollars in today's currency yeah, or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Dude, probably was well flush with that. There's, probably, even yeah. a, there's even a picture of him at the track holding two winning tickets, and they think that that's probably from that day. Wow. So, um, but anyway, he, he opened it, and he so his wife was cooking sandwiches and soup, just basic stuff. He was running the bar, and in the back room, he was running a booking operation. Yeah. So it was a, it was books. a rough and tumble place, <laughs> and he lost his liquor license repeatedly. I was doing that research today, and it was just like over and over. And he got arrested for you know for disorderly conduct, and he was just a party man, you know. And uh, I I found a quote from the '60s of one of his one of his business owners in the neighborhood. He said, "Jack's the kind of guy that if he doesn't like you, he'll curse you, and if he doesn't curse you, that means he doesn't like you." <laughs> That's great. So wow. yeah. <laughs> so this, yeah, it's fun. What I do is fun. I'm finding stuff like that. So what what is your process for deep diving into research like that? I start by just doing basic Google searches. What is the oldest? You just put put in literally oldest Louisville. Google the name of the book title that I'm working on, and you're going to find stuff. And so then I go from from there. I go. I'll start off like at Wikipedia to get the lay of the land, and then I'll go and find actual information that I can trust to be true. Um, and then, I mean, from the, so then it's Encyclopedia of Louisville, it's it's Courier Journal Archives, um, and sometimes there are stories by bloggers, stories by other journalists that will give me insights too. Um, so what I just collected from that, and then of course, like I said, I use my own my own experiences. I've been doing this for thirty plus years. I've done a lot of interviews over the years, mm-hmm. and so sometimes I can, can weave those. those in. Because I had interview, in twenty eighteen, I interviewed the owner of Jack Fry's, and she's the one that told me she thinks the place is haunted, and she gave me a lot of insight about the past. Um, so things like that. And there's a lot of beer history in Louisville too. Like a lot yeah. of those buildings are some of the. Uh, were some of the catalysts for some of the developments of different neighborhoods in town. Yeah. Um, and some, uh, there will be some beer mentioned in this book, just like there are in every one of my books. But, yeah. 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 I mean, well, it was between the, the first brewery that is credited as opening in 1808. So between then and prohibition, uh, around 50 breweries opened in the city during that time period, which is incredible. And like, which was on yeah. par with like cities like Milwaukee <laughs> and St. Louis. Like yeah. we were right up there with them. Yeah, and then prohibition yeah. <laughs> kind of kicked us in the ass. It did, and that was the end. It was just so sad. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that the big three managed to hold out so that my parents and grandparents remember it. You know, mm-hmm. so I I was able, like, for the beer book, I was able to actually interview the one of the last employees ever at Fall City. He was the one that turned off the boilers for the last time and wow. walked out. Yeah, that's awesome. So he's he's since passed away. So it was you know it was really a good thing I was able to to get that perspective and a firsthand perspective and and so the big three in Louisville we had Fall City mm-hmm. we had Fairs and was Ertles the Ertles. third yeah. yeah um and so Fall City obviously you know still exists in a different form yeah. uh, we should shout out uh, Fairs too yeah. uh, I know you're friends with uh, Jeff and the Jeff guys Faith down at Akasha. brought that brand back and he he actually used. Uh, 
brewing recipes from the early 1900s to create his lager, and now he's got a couple other. He's got a Kentucky Common, and he's got another uh, another style that he's doing. Um, so that's that's going to be in the book as the oldest beer brand because even though it wasn't continuous, it does represent the oldest brand that exists today. You know, Fall City was 1905, and um, Ertl's is not really around. Sometimes Leah makes a, mm-hmm. a one of the recipes for the common every so often, but it's very inconsistent. So I didn't I didn't miss the I didn't mention that. But. Mm. If you want the Fairs brand, you can get a Akasha mm-hmm. yeah. downtown on Market Street. Let's go to Akasha. Maybe. It's kind of like a they call it like a pre-prohibition style logger. So yeah. it's like as as you said, he did a lot of research, and I'm sure talked to Conrad Telly for like eight hours. Oh yeah, uh, I think <laughs> which original. if you talk to Conrad, it's going to be about eight hours. Oh yeah, yeah. you got it from. Conrad's yeah, book, he got yeah. the original recipe, I believe. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was. I always appreciate about your book too, because uh, yeah, you Conrad is like a. We we always said we should like get him on the podcast one day, and then just push record, and yeah. then like just come back the next morning, and we'll have all that there get to like, like chat GTP analyze. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. But you're you you took all the information, and you're you're uh, you bring a much more. Uh, like still storied, no. storied voice. I to like it. trying to tell stories. Yeah. That's what I love to do. And like, like reading his book, informative, but it was exhausting. It was like going back to school, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. studying for a test. And even though it was information I wanted, like I didn't need to know how many accounting employees that Ertles yeah. had in <laughs> 1972 or, or 1952. <laughs> I didn't need all that information. You know? Who they bought like, the glass from? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it was, like, it was a very thorough and and vanilla book. Uh, and if you don't want to spend, you know, forty dollars on eBay for that book, you can actually go to Akasha, enjoy affairs, yeah. and uh, read their copy because yeah, it's sure. usually hanging out there by the couch that they have. Yep. Uh, I know plenty of people that just kind of thumb through the book there. Um, a lot of great visuals. Introduction. Mm-hmm. It's so many. It's it's even better for the visuals because they they've you know photographed. Uh, uh, Peter's collection and Conrad's collection and a few other collections around town and you know it's re- it's really worth having as a if you're a beer a lover of, of local history love of beer history um, it's just a hard read yeah so, I love picture books <laughs> <Me too. laughs> like, I get through them pretty quick anything over an eighth grade level reading wise that I can't do yeah we got we we need to get a uh, you know a coloring book from Kevin Gibson soon it would just, <laughs> yeah, be, it would just cool. all be the color yellow for beer yeah. Uh, yeah. Do, do you use uh, MLA or APA <laughs> citing <laughs> Chicago style yeah Chicago Chicago style that's yeah. the, that's the Chicago way. Uh, so one of the things that we're actually working on that we just announced publicly, I guess, for what it's worth, uh, we are trying to work on a uh, Kentucky Historical Society marker. Uh, so throughout the state, uh, the Kentucky Historical Society puts up these informational markers uh, denoting favor- uh, famous people, places, events, whatever. Uh, and obviously, as you can imagine, uh, Kentucky is chock full of bourbon. A lot of, lot of bourbon stories, a lot of Civil War stories. Uh, but the one thing that I've never read before uh, on any of these markers around town is anything talking about beer. Uh, and so despite us having a storied history of beer and brewing in the city of Louisville, there's really no mention of it from the state in this specific context of a historical marker. Uh, so that's one thing that we're advocating for. Uh, we've kind of played around with a couple different ways. We want to talk about the pre-prohibition brewing era of Kentucky. Uh, but then we also want to kind of give a tip of the hat uh, to David Pierce in 1989, yep. 1990, when he first brewed the first legal uh, and commercial beer um, post-prohibition in Louisville for a 
place called Charlie's Restaurant, I believe. Yep. I'm going to say downtown. I'm, I'm going to cite. Right. I'm going to cite Roger Baylor on that because that's the story that I've I've heard from him yeah. and read from him at uh, five thirty West Main Street, uh, currently in front of a closed Las Tecas Mexican restaurant. Yep. Uh, so I want to try to see if they will put the marker there. Uh, kind of a tip of the hat to both the old pre-prohibition brewing scene, but then also the revitalization yeah. and rebirth of it. I love this idea. Yeah. So that's that's going to be fun. That's something we've been working on. Uh, the application um, is going to be right at the end of the month. So if you want to learn more about that, we published a blog post on it at LouisvilleLTrail.com slash blog this week, too. So you can go read up <laughs> on that. Blog. I think that's what it is. Whatever. We'll link it. We'll link it. Yeah. So if you need any help, let me know. I'd love to, love to get involved. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> all right. Uh, and uh, we believe that you have a, another uh, show and tell segment for us. I know I we kind of talked about one regarding your books. and um, But you also have another passion other than writing. That's hot peppers and making hot sauce. I love making hot sauce. I don't know if you've seen my recent videos. I started doing a video series yeah. called Chasing Heat where I just eat hot peppers and just react to it. I'm afraid right now. <laughs> I ate two ghost peppers in the last one and ended up throwing up. Oh, and it was no. it was curdled milk. I, I mean, can't was, wait. Uh, so I will say uh, because of what we're about to do, this uh, segment <clears throat> is actually sponsored by Craft House Pizza and uh, Hometown Brewing. Uh, yep. They're over on Preston uh, they were so kind to uh, give us some wings, some naked wings to try with the hot sauce that you brought. Because I don't want to just do straight hot sauce. Their I, wings are legit. Like too. I don't want to just take a little toothpick dab of hot sauce. I want to. I want the experience. How is this yeah. hot sauce going to taste on some wings? Uh, I love their wings. Naked wings are great. Uh, Chris Johnson from Bills in New Belgium actually gave me the suggestion of going after uh, them for these naked wings. So it all worked out. Um, so if you want to prepare the hot sauce, I'll prepare okay. the wings and uh, let's one at a time. Let's do this one at a time. And speaking of Craft House, you can have our uh, collaboration base model mild. We did a mild ale uh, with Craft House that lives on tap over there. And in my opinion, is quite delightful. They knocked that one out of the park. We knocked that out of the park. Well, yeah, it was a team team effort. Team, <laughs> team effort. effort. Mostly Ellis, honestly. <laughs> but uh, we'll take uh, we'll take what little credit we can. These look amazing. You know that it's good hot sauce when it's got like chunks of the hot sauce clinging to the side of the uh, container yeah. and pep and, and seeds. I'm literally just sweating thinking. You turn on the AC. Like we might need some air conditioning up in here. The uh, have, uh, David and John, have you all ever done like any like hot any hot challenges? No, or I've eaten like the this Trinidad before? once. Okay. And Tobago. Yeah. So one weird fact about me as we're kind of prepping things, I actually. Uh, the first time I was ever on live TV, it was through uh, Kentucky Sports Television with uh, Mark Krebs, former UK basketball player. And they used to do this segment called um, uh, Challenge Krebs or something or Challenge with Krebs. And so I challenged Krebs. Uh, this was on Spectrum, I guess, to a Enfuego burger challenge at Tumbleweed. <laughs> Which, oh looking back, like it actually wasn't that hot. It was actually just a lot of meat. It was pretty warm, like it was spicy, but it was just a big ass burger. Uh, the first time I ever had meat sweats was after <laughs> that burger. Uh, lost the challenge, and then I did like the was the, the the Pacquiao challenge, or no, that's a boxer. Uh, you did the Pocky. The 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 yeah, yeah, I, I did yeah. the one chip challenge thing. So you'll, you'll be in fire. Then these these aren't. 
This one isn't that hot or maybe hotter, but. Oh, know. no, that was that was a miserable experience. I never want to oh, do yeah. that again. Oh, yeah. yes. you, I always say in my videos, you don't need to do this at home. Don't, don't mm -hmm. even try this at home. It's uh, not worth it. Does anybody need ranch or blue cheese? I'm good. Ooh, I do oh, love blue Kev cheese. Kevin, let's good. do this off. This is my ranch right here. Okay. <laughs> I'm a, right. big, a big blue cheese proponent. Ranch well, I will garbage. have this ready for us when we're ready to try to That'll come quench. in helpful. Yeah, stick yeah. my face into it. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Look at these oh, naked yeah. wings. I didn't eat dinner just for this. Yeah, same. <laughs> um, oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no. So I guess this is like a reverse hot one situation where... Uh, these are kind of like moist <laughs> towelettes. They're for actually cleaning glasses, but... Oh, yeah, it works. works. All right, everybody so, grab a wing. Yep. Yeah. Which, uh, I'm getting a drum. I feel like this is the best way to go about it. Yeah. You yeah. got a uh, pop a flat. It's a good... So uh, this is... This... If I recall correctly, I made this about a year ago. I promise it's still good. Um, I made it with, I believe, ancho peppers. So sorry, ancho peppers. I believe uh, red habaneros, scotch bonnets. There's there's obviously garlic and and uh, onion, and there I think there's a, a little bit of tomato in there as well. So this one's not going to be the hottest one of the. Just tell me one, Michael. Let's let's do it. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. Caliente. Got a little, got a little excited there. <laughs> yes. It, it happens to the best of us. Yeah. It, I mean. Yeah. A little seizure. <laughs> Sorry about that. All good. Uh, oops. Just yeah. blocker. Yeah. Dousing this. Uh, I, my, my lap is now covered in hot sauce, but it, it's fine. <laughs> Riley's going to be in for a nice <laughs> evening. Yeah. I think, I think we're good. I think we're good. Yeah. The dog is going to love. So is this what people talk about when they're burning down there or? I don't want to, <laughs> want to consult a doctor. Whatever what you want. <laughs> you guys are being really... Uh, well, you guys are being very... Uh, hey, I don't know what I'm in for Liberal yet. with these. Oh, you think that's liberal? Good, okay. Well, I figure if it's the first one, this is what I got to do the most of, right? So, yeah. Set, gotta, set your... This does like squirt out all kinds of crazy... Yeah, <laughs> those, those seeds getting the, the way That's I how you know it's good. All right, so... Uh, when did you first conceive this specific? I mean, is this a new thing? Has this been around for a while for you? Uh, my my fiance's mother, I think in 2018, got me a hot sauce making kit for Christmas. Nice. And I just got obsessed. So David's going in. All I've right. been obsessed ever since. So David is a self-proclaimed well, sauce whore. Uh, sauce, yeah, sauce whore. It's true. Uh, so David, why don't you walk us through what you're tasting right now with this sauce? I think I think with any wing, it's fine. Um, but sauces are really where it shines. Um there's like a sweet heat, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's very, very mild. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, a little bit tomatoey, a little bit light. It's you call it, to it. You call it a ranch, but crazy. Yeah. yeah, this is ancho. Also gives that like smoky mm -hmm. texture yeah. sometimes, mm -hmm. which I'm a big fan yeah, of. I use a lot of uh, chipotle and adobo type deal, yeah. and a lot of stuff I cook at home. I love chipotle. Mm -hmm. Ancho is a very similar thing. Of course, it's cliche to say it now because of like all the hot sauce stuff but it is nice when there's a hot sauce that actually has really good flavor too like that's it's not what just I go crazy for. yeah you know yeah. I'll, i'm gonna take a What's little more? more since i have a little bit of wing that's normally my go-to is like why not, would i eat this if it doesn't taste mm -hmm. right there's decent. no point in just having heat now this one is going to be getting close to that and i'll tell you the story behind that no oh, that's really good yeah i'm doing yeah. another one i need a little more sauce yeah this is i mean it's it's hot but it's not like unbearable yeah, no i'm comparing that to like yeah. uh like sriracha level hot kind of yeah. might be a little bit hotter than that but in the same ballpark yeah yeah, yeah that's super good. good super good 
And uh, I will say a whole roll of napkins back there when we um, when when I'm just going to assume that when the time comes, we do have some left hand milk stout uh, ready for us to try to try to quench our thirst because we're not buying milk and we're not going to drink milk on the podcast. So we need a milk stout. I squirted myself, too. So, yeah, it's going to happen. All right. Tell us about this next one. This is the base is carrots. Okay. With, I believe, habanero peppers. I think I put a couple of uh, scorpion peppers in here. Oh, too. Lord. It's going to be a little bit hotter. All right. Hopefully. I think a Trinidad scorpion is the, is what I've had before. Yeah. And it was damn hot. <laughs> Ooh, that looks really nice. That's a lot thicker. How you doing over there, David? I'm great. Okay, good. So I just got like a little bit of a warmth in my mouth. I mm -hmm. was like, you know, so just about the right amount. Generally, I got plenty here. All right. <clears throat> I was going to say, generally, when I, I was going to give this to a friend of mine, this bo this bottle, and she keeps uh, she keeps canceling on me. So guess what? <laughs> we I'm get to uh, guys instead. Her mistake is our benefit. Yeah. So when I'll you make these, do you leave the seeds in? Yes. Because like yeah. every other time I cook with peppers, is de seed stem. Yeah. You know. I always leave the seeds in when I'm cooking with peppers just because I like that extra heat. Do you ever wear like gloves and <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, certain yeah, ones? Yeah. yeah. Every pepper. I've got goggles. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever for like go to the bathroom and forget the, uh, oh, <laughs> I've done God. that before. <laughs> I've done that. I've touched my <laughs> eye before. not fun. Oh. Are you familiar with um, Peril Hot Sauce that used to be the David Workman from Blue, previously Blue Stallion Brewing? I don't think so. The, did you ever go to Craft Bash and see a guy dressed up as Satan running around with a, Probably, <laughs> a red yeah. cape? <laughs> As they work, anyways. Uh, I think you might have taken the wrong uh, thing before craft bag. <laughs> no, he he did tell me a story once about like him bottling his hot sauce and like how he just didn't have goggles and like immediately like uh, just. I have scorched. a story for this last one. Yeah, that's oh coming Lord. Up. Yeah. All right. Well, number two. All here right, we number, go. Number two. Do you have names for these? Hot sauce. Not really. Okay. Sometimes I do. This is so I taste the carrots. Is it a nice sweet base? Light, kind of vinegary, sweet. Yep. I'm getting a little tingle. Mm -hmm. From what I remember about Trinidad, it's a creeper. It doesn't kind of show up right at first. Yep. It kind of like sits back there and builds. It's really good too, man. That's fantastic. I feel like I used too much, but here we go. Oh, yeah, okay. It's not It's not murder. It's just, it's a really good level of spice. Actually, I don't know if I've ever had a carrot-based hot sauce before. That's really interesting. One I really my, like that. One of my favorite hot sauces is called Pain is Good Batch 37. Mm-hmm. And it's carrot and garlic based with a lot of habanero. Hmm. And I've been eating it for 20 years. I actually wrote a story about it for the Courier Journal one time. I liked it so much. Nice. Might get a get a second one. This is um has good flavor to it. Yeah, really good. Thank you. Sorry to the listeners for all the chewing, but you know, you get what you pay for. Yeah, I think the last time we uh had this much food on was um Scout and Scholar. Scout and Scholar where they also brought wings, but it wasn't or Buddy when he brought yeah the, oh, Buddy yeah, with his uh, sausage right. yeah homemade yeah. sausage and cheese mm. he had some hot stuff too didn't he uh, or he brought the Germantown heat maybe he brought, he he brought heat. yeah yeah the G Town heat from Nick Wilson um, or the Cabot cheese episode we eat a lot on this okay podcast. yeah sorry <laughs> no I, no I disagree we don't we don't eat enough <laughs> yeah we don't eat enough. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that's what everybody wants is like the comments is like please eat more on this podcast oh, oh, that'd like, be that'd be great we're gonna get some cheese here soon I think right? yeah a couple weeks we'll oh, have yeah, a uh -huh. cheese episode with a um. Certified cheese expert. <laughs> I wanted that's some life goals. Mm -hmm. I mean, he did it. 
pretty cool. Um, yeah, you know, this is this has got some heat. Pretty flavorful. Yeah, I like nice it. Nice and bright. Yeah. This is still very approachable. Oh, yeah. I'm not, not, I'm not like yeah. dying. I'm not dead. Well, it helps that we're not just eating enough crackers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the, the that little bit actually, of fat in the chicken kind of yeah, helps exactly. smooth it out. And Alton Brown, the uh, food chef celebrity guy, always swears that a good beer is better than milk for kind of like tempering down those hot flavors. I don't know if he's right or not, but oh, can I get some milk stout yeah. is probably the perfect thing. So if this third one is... Uh, as yeah, scary I as would it go looks. just put them on the table. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna need them. Let it rip. Do you need some? Just, uh, I'm a, yeah, I'll take. Just gonna, just gonna clean off my pants here. <laughs> <laughs> just All right. Damn things too. So the uh, number three is the hottest one. Yes, and uh, yeah. So, so here's the story. So, um, uh, Ben from. Third turn, contact me. Oh, nice, yeah. I said, we're doing a wing-eating contest. Would you want to dress up as a luchador and bring out a really, really hot sauce to squirt on these wings while they're eating them to make it harder? <laughs> That's evil. I said, hell yeah. <laughs> so I had a big batch of of, uh, of frozen seven-pot peppers. Seven, oh, seven-pot primo peppers are probably top ten hottest in the world. And I've been sitting on them oh, for no. a couple of years. And they were... They were um, vacuum sealed, so they were still fresh. Mm -hmm. So I said, all right, finally going to use these peppers. So I made this sauce and took it out there and was squirting on those, those poor guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling very things, scared. Yeah. And running around with my mask on and acting like an idiot. Um, but one guy, like, just aced it. So I, wanted to, I gave him a bottle of it as part of his nice. prize. But this, the only... There are only, I think, three ingredients. Oh, God. Seven pop peppers, lime, a little bit of garlic, <clears throat> a little bit of uh, onion. Oh, I think some black pepper, too. This is straight up. This is uh, when I was making this, okay, I wasn't prepared. We talked about the goggles. I had my goggles on. I had my gloves on. I've got a small kitchen. And at the end of the process, after you've blended everything, you got it tasting the way you want. You cook it, so you you, know, you <clears throat> heat it up, boil it, so it doesn't have any bacteria in it. I started cooking it, and then I realized that's just pepper spray. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, oh my god! I had to get my dog Atticus out of the house. I tied him up on the front porch, and I ran back in, fighting the fumes. <laughs> oh, no. Turned on all the ceiling fans, opened the back door, opened all the windows, and had to go out and sit on my front porch for like. I don't know, 45 minutes? You just like yeah, see I the mean, fumes wafting out. Oh, my God. It was terrible. <laughs> you created chemical I, warfare. I literally right pepper sprayed myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so nuts, man. I've got a bunch of super hot peppers now. I'm going to have to make sure that it's on a day when I can open all the windows and you know from the start. Oh, I'm so excited so, to try this uh, one now. <laughs> God. I right. mean, just, just for context, on the second one, I'm... The, the heat is starting to catch up with me. Yeah. It's not bad, but I'm just like, all right, I'm actually feeling a little sweaty. I like to call this, I'm spiced. The, the Trinidad is like catching up to me. So now I'm I'm interested in this next one. It's like the third hottest Buffalo Wild Wing sauce. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's not hot. Oh, yeah. Oh, John. That Wait, is this the, this is the third one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, all boy. Right. Do you think that's <laughs> too much? That was, that was you're going to find out. <laughs> oh, God. You're going to yeah. learn today. Yeah. R.I.P. me. I would like to... Uh, this smells hot as hell. It's 
hot, man. It's Fair like, enough. This is one that I just went for just pure heat. I've been doing it a lot of... It tastes good, though. I mean, I think it tastes good. Right. Fucking around and finding out. And I'd like to do more finding out and less <laughs> fucking around. So. Yeah. All right. Oh, John, Ooh, I think mama. you're in that boat. I need some goggles. Molar's going to die. Well, I didn't mean to do that much, so I'm going to actually like take a little off there. Here we go. But, David's uh, already uh, in. All right, guys. Let's do this. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you when we die. All right. So. Yeah, I can already tell that this is uh, mm-hmm. billowing. It's right off the... Immediately, my lips are numb. That little tingle. It's going down the back of my throat. There go the cops. It's so hot. Somebody called the freaking... Uh, <laughs> somebody called the police. The police. The fire department. Oh, yeah. 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 That's... um, That's hitting. Yeah, that's hitting. And meanwhile, Kevin's just putting more more on. It's actually really good, though. Oh, it's sneaking up on me even more now. I'm so not mad at you now. I'm going to be mad at you tomorrow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know the only other part of your body that has taste buds? Yeah. Um, yeah. Your stomach. Mm. All right. You know what though? I'm gonna <clears throat> I'm gonna double down. It's this it's this one, right? All right. Yep. All right. I get, could do a little more. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's hot. It's pretty damn hot. It's pretty pretty Ooh. hot. It's not it's not death. It's not death. It's not the one chip challenge for sure. I will uh, say it's still building on me though. It's coming. It's coming. I feel it coming. Yeah. Oh, you know what? It's coming. This is the clearest that my sinuses have been all day. Well, it's even hurting me a little bit. I'm used to this stuff. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, I yeah. can. Yep. Do yeah. we do you yeah, have yeah, a, uh, start smelling colors? Is there any way to estimate how many like Scoville units each one of these things is? Um I think a seven pop pepper is like one point three million. Oh god. So this is just literally a giant bag of seven pop peppers blended Ooh. into a sauce. Yeah, the second wing was a mistake. Yeah, yeah. it's building. It's yeah. building. All right, I'm going for the drink. So that's part of the one chip challenge, though, right? It's like how oh, long, yeah, long, long you last? I mean, to, I could last like forever. 30, 30 minutes. Come on. So. And then you got to put the last one more dab on the last wing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my tongue is numb. Yeah, that's spicy. <clears throat> so I will say, I think my favorite is number two. I really like that carrot one. And that was something different that I've never had before. <laughs> I would eat the heck out of that. That's really, really good. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I like the first one because it was the one that didn't make me uh, <laughs> want to die. Yeah. yeah, the first one is going to taste hate life. Fun. I can see why you say the first one's basically just like ranch now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. For no. the sake I'm of. I'm so uh, happy we did this. <laughs> yeah. For the, for the sake of uh, the likes. You going back in? I'm going back in. Woo! I feel like this is going to be. Just torturous at this point. <coughs> uh, yeah, Muller, you are a glutton for punishment, my friend. I, I am. Kevin's yeah. going back in. Yeah, I did part two. I'm good. <coughs> oh, I've got like what's whatever the meat sweats is accentuated Cheers. Cheers. with like the uh, crazy hot sauce sweats going on. Yeah, uh-huh. I, don't, I don't care anymore. <laughs> that makes the banquet taste all the all the better. So I'm definitely sweating now. Yes, yeah, I can feel like my eyes are watering up. <coughs> my nose is just depleting of everything. Yep, my sinuses are very, very clear. Meanwhile, Kevin's just, just taking a stroll. Right, just stuff every day. So. Breeze. Do you find that you build up a tolerance over time? Yeah. Yeah, I always wonder if the people who like, because I used to just eat like sriracha, like ketchup back in college, mm-hmm. and I didn't even taste it anymore. Um, But now I do find it spicy when I eat it. I'm like, oh, this has some heat to it. What's the as I'm struggling to breathe and talk? Uh-huh. Uh what's the what's what's your hottest 
go-to wing or sauce in Louisville? Hmm. I mean, most places don't have really hot wings. Yeah. Have you uh, have you visited the the new old Spring Street Barn Grill? I have. Have you had their Korean barbecue, or is it the Korean barbecue? What is it? It's, it's uh, a Korean barbecue. Yeah, Korean barbecue wings. Yeah, I tried those. Those are pretty hot. Yeah. I thought. Those are, yeah, those are fairly hot. I mean, like if I go to Buffalo Wild Wings, <sighs> I usually get the second hottest, just so I can taste my lunch. You know. Yeah. Um, and then like it, Roosters has. Was it called Donkey Hot or something like Don- that? Donkey's, no, Donkey's fine. Yeah. I normally get Donkey and Carolina Gold. I've never had that. Whatever their hottest is, I always get that. But sometimes what I'll do is like I'll get like chicken tenders and then get dipping sauce on the side so I can control. Yeah, yeah. How much? That way you can you can if you start to flame up, you can ease back a little bit. I always thought the the blazing sauce of Buffalo was just so bad. Like it's it's almost like which one? The blazing like the the oh. top tier one in yeah. Buffalo. Yeah. It's just so bad. Like, it's, it's so bitter. Like it just burns. That's why I usually get wild. Done. It tastes better. Yeah. There's a kind of spice. Like, oh, and God. I would say all these are in that like pleasant uh, spice category, even though it's hella hot. I don't think the last one wasn't like crazy. It wasn't crazy, right, yeah. but it's it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot. But there are some that are just like, I don't know what it is. They just taste like gross. They yeah. just taste like oily, like daggers or something like that. I just yeah. don't understand that at all. Well, I, I add a lot of a lot of different things to help it taste better. So mm-hmm. it's not just the straight up pepper yeah. flavor you're getting. I love the carrot one. I think that's I'm I'm super interested it's in that. One of that's my really favorite good. bases to use. Yeah. So they go go so well with a habanero pepper. Boy, those things are made for each other. Sometimes I'll just make a bunch of that stuff just to have bottles to give away and mm-hmm. you know. Um but I don't know. It's just a fun hobby and I like I love to get up on a Sunday morning, get up, all right, I want to make a sauce, just make it up as I go. I don't even plan it out. I don't keep recipes or anything. Just just do it for fun. Same way I'm add some chili. more peppers. I'm gonna add some more peppers. Add some more peppers. Well, I taste along the way and keep adding more and more until I get the right <laughs> amount of heat that yeah. I want. <laughs> right, I, say where, though, where those I went back to just the straight wings. These craft house wings are incredible. They're really good. Oh, yeah, they are yeah. good. They're really good. Especially yeah. they've like uh traveled to get here. So mm-hmm. When it's a fried wing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Perfect. When you are used to the heat, as you said, you get accustomed to it, but does that make you sweat less? Uh, no. I mean, <laughs> just watch one of my videos and you'll see. I am. Um, I don't think like capsaicin. I'm sweating right yeah. now. Capsaicin tolerance isn't really like a thing, right? Well, you, you learn. So the guy that gave me those seven pot peppers, he also gave me a bunch of uh, ghost peppers. And I haven't used all those yet. But he said, when you eat one of these, he said, just remind yourself, this is going to be over in 10 minutes. And so you just you just put up with it and you yeah. deal with it yeah. and you enjoy the flavor. You enjoy the, you know, it's an endorphin rush. I mean, literally sure. after I ate those two ghost peppers, I was like, I was high. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was buzzing big time. <laughs> so that's like, part of the, the fuck, fun. Man? Any, that's part of the fun. I any mean, any buzz that I thought I had is gone now. <laughs> yeah, so was you right up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Replaced well, by a new kind of buzz. I, uh, I, you know, I, I, I am tempted. I mean, you've heard of a Michelada, but what about a? Oh yeah, hot sauce beer. I've dived with you. I'll, I'll fuck with that. that that's a that's gonna be idea. very. That's gonna yeah, be a very terrible be, idea. That's, <laughs> well, that's gonna, yeah. mix, mixing this in. It's with not a, gonna take long for that to hurt. Mix, mixing this in with a chorus banquet right now. So I, I just don't. I, I don't want to hear it tomorrow. I put a habanero ch- chopped it in pieces and put it in a growler one time, and it took about an hour, and it was like, oh my god. <laughs> Cool. Can't wait. All right.
Pepper beers are uh, very interesting too because the flavors go really, really well together, but it's yeah. really easy to overdo yeah. it. That's a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to be <laughs> suffering. Maybe I'll do that for one of my videos next. Yeah, yeah. Just squirt some hot sauce in there. Michelada style. Yeah. Also, just tastes really bad now. Uh, <laughs> does anybody want to do a? Uh, anybody want to do a shot of ranch? Uh, <laughs> or or a shot of? Here, give me one of those milk stouts. I got to coat your tongue in it. Yeah, uh, I got to do that. I I gotta. I've done this far too long. Um, one of these in forever. I, I appreciate you committing to the bit, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I think would, you you I'll and do Kevin one more. By far, ate the most hot sauce. Well, I just don't want to eat all the wings. That's why I didn't go more. <laughs> hey, help yourself, man. Uh, again, thank you to uh, Craft House Pizza for yeah. supplying the wings. And thank 100%. you, Kevin. Those are really, really good sauces. I'm glad you enjoyed Those them, Gus. I'll be making you, more. You will sure to share next time. Yeah. Uh, cheers to uh, wings, hot sauce, cheers. and nitro milk stout yeah. from uh, Left Hand. Think we'll ever see a hot sauce, banquet. hot sauce book, hot sauce recipe book? Oh, man. I'd probably not because I don't write the res- recipes down. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's, just go with it. That's most of the time when I cook. I'm like, ah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, lab, I love making you know. chili too, but I've never written on it. People are like, what's your recipe? I'm like, that's the yeah, secret. There is no, no idea. <laughs> Whatever's in my freaking cabinet, like mm, Worcestershire <laughs> sauce, uh, peanut butter. Cinnamon know. or no cinnamon? I don't use cinnamon. I do not like cinnamon oh, and chili. it's terrible. I've, I've used a little nutmeg. Nutmeg's fine. Oregano is fine. Minimal amounts. Yeah. But yeah. I couldn't, I don't know about oregano. So the reason why I wanted a milk south specifically is when I did do that one chip challenge thing, uh, I didn't have any milk on hand. I didn't really think it was very last second, uh, but I did have a bunch of like mile wide McPoyle, I think. On yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically I relied on a couple of cans of that. And then I had friends over that witnessed this, this entire thing because we were doing it all together. And then we decided to watch immediately afterwards. Um, oh, what, what's the uh, the newish um, Dunkirk? Oh, yeah. the, the World War yeah. One like silent sing, movie. silent movies, single cam, whatever. So you're just suffering so just, in silence. <laughs> I'm just sitting there on the your couch, face. just miserable for the next two hours because like <laughs> the the hot sauce. Yeah, it made you feel hot, but then there's the secondary effect of just making your stomach yeah. Yeah, oh, feel yeah. like, like. I did that. Oh. Meanwhile, look everybody, how red Michael's face. Is. I mean, I, I feel like I'm probably there. I mean, too. I'm still sweating, uh, despite. Um, <laughs> I'm just picturing you watching Dunkirk, like with tears running down your face, and everybody's like, "Michael's really affected by the what Great a, War." What a sad movie. <laughs> Why am I crying right yeah. now? Uh, it is a good movie. Shout out to Dunkirk. <laughs> What's the hot one? Which one is it? I deserve uh, more. the really hot one is over here. <laughs> I deserve more. You deserve more. Go for it. Absolutely. So, so what, what I do, what I do love about that is that it there's still flavor to it. Yeah. It's not just yeah, hot. Yeah. I, I, we talked about it, but like that is so it keeps you wanting to go that back. That is a fine line because anybody can just make something hot as fuck that you don't want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah there's no reason I should have picked this up a third time. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's flavorful and it's you good. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm proud of that sauce made with love. I've got like two or three more bottles of it, so I'm gonna have have that for a while. Oh, feel free to drop one off, you know. Yeah, we'll trade you for uh You're welcome to have whatever. these if you want them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Might, might take you up on that. I'll put it on my cereal. Um, there you go. <laughs> on your yeah. Pop-Tarts. Have you have you had uh, the, the G-Town Heat from uh, Nick that used to work in Monic? Nope. He makes some good ones, too. I'll make sure to, yeah. to get you a bottle somehow. Scotch bonnets and Reapers. And oh, love the Scotch bonnet. What a great pepper. Because like I would just put a, put a couple drops into the chicken chili or something at Monic, yep. and it would just heat heat it up immediately. Oh, yep. dude, that day we ate it on a cracker. Holy shit, this hot! <laughs> yeah, yeah that's that's the way to get the full force of a hot sauce. Yeah, so I brought crackers, cr- but oh. this was a much better idea. Well, I mean, <laughs> you're sadistic. Let's do it then. You're sadistic. 
But before we wrap up this segment, let's break out some some crackers. The hot stuff. And do it with the hot stuff. John, David, you in on this? I'll do it. Uh, no, I did. Wait, no. No, <laughs> 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 well, we got the club crackers. Let's yeah. do it. Nothing but the best. Yeah, sometimes I feel like the crackers actually make it like more intense. No, it's it's far more intense. It's, oh, just, yeah. it's just like an insult. Adding insult to injury. Quite yeah, literally. Literally. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, Peril hot sauce is really good, as we mentioned. Basically, when I'm thinking about people that make good hot, hot sauces locally, it's those two folks. Um, all right. So this is a weird way to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you see that episode of uh, the Hot Wings show, Hot Ones, where David Blaine was on? I don't watch that one yet. Um, he had like no reaction to any of the hot stuff. So I'm like, obviously, that's his thing. Like, he can do extreme yeah. physical feats. I'm like, was he just doing mind over matter? Or did he like coat his mouth in like food grade wax or something? I was really, I don't know if there's any like secrets to deal with. Oh, like, there it is. There's yeah, some, it's yeah, sneaking some. up on me now, too. Very it's hot. hot. It's yeah, hot. it's like, it's like with when you do it with the cracker, you don't taste anything at no. all. No, no, no. And then all of a then sudden, it just comes, yeah. Yeah, I the wings not, are a nice uh, medium. Yeah, I did not respect this enough. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you, though. Tomorrow is going to be the real. Uh, yeah, the real that's suffering. a real thing, too. The, the ring of fire. <laughs> the ring of fire. Um, so, again, the Johnny Cash song. Th yeah. uh, thank you for bringing these. Uh, Absolutely, man. Yeah, uh, this, yeah is, this is awesome. This is a fun little thing for us to do. And, and thank you to, again, to, to Craft House and Hometown for supplying the wings for this segment. Yeah. Uh, we love you all. Um, it's a fun there. thing to do at home. Growing peppers is fun. You know, gardening oh, is a good it, hobby. Yeah. And like, I've got a I've got a seedling right now that I can't wait to to transplant. It's a it's a hybrid between that pepper and the fatali pepper. Ooh, wow! And I almost brought the fatali sauce, but the fatali pepper has a really distinctive, bright, like citrusy flavor. Mm -hmm. So. Let's do this again in a year or so, and I'll bring, I'll yeah. make sauce with those. No, I think I'll have recovered in a year. <laughs> I quit. Um, yeah, I just wiped my uh, my face with my sleeve, and my sleeve is now drenched with sweat. Uh, that's uh, that came up on me fast doing with the the the, with the, the naked club cracker. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was that was a good idea. Um, all right, let's move on to some Louisville news. Um, do, we, do you need? Do we guys need a minute? We can take a break. I'm good. David, you good? I'm fine, good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we still got some wings in there. Let's enjoy I'm those. Gonna a, I'm going to eat a wing. Yeah. Um, uh, David, tell us uh, what's the new, new, the new brewery scoop. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to win podcasters of the year on this one. Cool. <laughs> Well, announced just a couple of days ago. You got it? All right. Well, we'll, we'll let you, you get there. never having me on this again. <laughs> no, this is great, man. This is what it's all about. Um, formerly known as the furthest brewery on the West End was Shippingport Brewery, uh, residing on Main and about 12th Street there. In the Portland neighborhood, uh, we received news a little bit earlier this week about another brewery opening in the Portland neighborhood. All the way down on 25th Street. Um, Kairos Brewing uh, is making plans to an open and announce soon. Um, this is definitely the farthest west brewery, um, but definitely a neighborhood that's completely underserved in the craft beer space and realm. Um, not too many details that we have so far. Uh, they have a cool logo. look like a nice bunch of folks, but uh, yeah, it's uh, hopefully we'll have them on soon and have a, have a quick chat with them. 
Yeah, three three couples, I think. So six people. I knew one of the couples as home brewers. They would come in here and do recipes and stuff, and real nice, real nice folks, and make good beer. So optimistic. Yeah. It, uh, so the heat's catching up to us right now. I feel like. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Kiros, uh, our apologies for not covering this story correctly because this is. Uh, no, we'll, we'll have you guys on. We're excited to learn more. Yeah, yeah. But you guys uh, can follow them on. I think they have an Instagram set up. They do have an Instagram set up. K-Y-R-O-S. Yeah. Bring. Yeah. Uh, they're in the um, Farm to Fork uh, catering building uh, in the West End of Louisville. Uh, except really excited. I feel for, so bad for you right now, Mulder. Really excited <laughs> for that part of town to uh, to get another brewery. Cause Me too. It's, it's good. That's um, what we always say. Like The more spread out and like all these underserved neighborhoods, <laughs> uh, the better it's going to be for the whole community. Yeah, they're going to do a great job yeah. of exposing and also introducing some great beer to people that may never have yeah. considered that. So. 100%. Um, yeah, one one big thing we always say is just kind of like Michael's drinking ranch over spreading here. out <laughs> across the, whatever you got to do, man. No, you're in the no judgment zone <laughs> across the city. We have such a density when it comes to breweries, so anybody yeah. else willing to take a stab to go out um, south, north, whatever. Well, north is probably not an option, but there's all those closed up thoroughbred lounges like down Dixie Highway. I'm I keep thinking thoroughbred brewery like down in Shively, you know. Yeah. Thoroughbred tooth, you could franchise it out. There's like let's in, pull the permits. opportunities. Yeah, yeah we're pull, pulling the permits. Pulling the permits. Just the health inspection will be uh, a little dicey, but you know. And then is there? There's some big news that we need to announce. Yeah, this is I kind think, of big news. I think maybe it's in the fridge. It's kind of unexpected news. Yeah. Um, obviously, we've talked a lot today about the history of Louisville and uh, <laughs> kind of the historical significance of Louisville as a beer city. A lot of along with that goes the uh, namesake of our podcast. The Kentucky Common Beer Style. Um, we think it's a great beer, obviously. We think that the story behind it uh, deserves more recognition. And it turns out um, we're not alone. And all of our talking about it has not fallen on deaf ears. Uh, we kind of ha have had some under the radar. We haven't really been allowed. We all had to sign a few things, not to reveal too many details. But I think we're okay to talk about it as of today. Yeah. Uh, AB InBev, Anheuser-Busch, uh, Budweiser, as you may know them is launching nationwide uh, their very own Kentucky Common. So they're leaning into the style. Uh, they really like the history. And um, we've kind of entered into a marketing deal with them to help promote it, to kind of help produce uh, you know, knowledge and information to help the public learn about it. And we actually have a couple of them in the fridge. If you guys want to try AB InBev's Kentucky Common. I'm into that, yes. Yeah, absolutely. And while you prepare those two and beers. And I'm going to judge harshly. Yeah. I, I, for one, am shocked. <laughs> yeah. While you prepare those two beers, I, they, they did give us a, a copy of the press release that they uh, that they just sent out. Um, starts off with a, with a great tagline, by the way. Uh, the king of beers is now the king of commons. Great. Yeah. I, I love that's that. That's so pretty much. cool. Yeah. Uh, St. Louis based Anheuser-Busch has decided to announce the launch of its new Budweiser Kentucky Common Thanks, Beer. Sir. This beer style has deep roots in American brewing history and is a unique and flavorful addition to the Anheuser-Busch portfolio. Consumers can expect to see 30 can cases and six packs of the new dark cream ale hit shelves and show up on draft at their favorite bar later this month. Uh, it's 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 really cool. Um, as they say in the press release, St. Louis, Missouri, and Louisville, Kentucky share a long and intertwined history when it comes to brewing. St. Louis is the home of Anheuser Busch, the largest beer producer in the United States, and has been a hub of brewing activity for over 150 years. Meanwhile, Louisville has a rich pre-prohibition brewing history with its own distinct beer styles and traditions. By creating Budweiser Kentucky Common, Anheuser-Busch is celebrating the shared brewing heritage of these two cities and bringing unique and delicious beer style to beer lovers across the country. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm really personally the great American this. common. It says on the label. Yeah, well, I'll, uh, so I'll put a picture prototypes? of the logo up. On, yeah, this is like their um, internal testing. They just sent us some of their like R and D batch, I guess. So this is probably a little bit different in terms of marketing and branding than what'll go into the can. Uh, but yeah, I'll put the logo up on the screen for people watching. You <laughs> might notice the reminiscence to the podcast logo. Uh, that's that's part of our marketing deal with yeah. them. So. Um, this is the famous Kentucky Common. We know of no other American beer that inherits so much history as the common style. Our exclusive pitch barrel age uh, aging produces a taste so smooth and drinkable you will find in no beer at any place. Uh, so kudos to uh, Anheuser-Busch for creating this style that we've yeah. been advocating for so long. Um, I, let's go ahead and drink this right yeah, now. Yeah, cheers, so guys. Is, been, all, all, mission accomplished, I think. Mission cheers. accomplished. I think as far as the common cool. mission goes, yeah. this will be a great... I can't believe it. I can't now, believe if only uh, the state of Kentucky would name it the state beer style before AB InBev gets all of the, like, the yeah. cred for making it you know, yeah. a thing. And it's in long necks. Yeah, and it's in long necks. They, I think they're going to do it in long necks, 12 ounces. <laughs> they might do it in some tall boys that have some like vintage retro yeah, branding on maybe it. Maybe some 19.2s, who knows? Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. That's definitely better than regular Budweiser. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, this is a this is a good beer. I'm, you can taste I'm it. Surprised. It's corn instead of rice in there. I know they use the actual like authentic Kentucky Common recipe. A little bit of dark malt. Yeah. Um, it's not sour. That's the nice thing. Yeah, yeah not sour. God. Although we did have a very long conversation with their um, with their their uh, recipe development team about the pitch barrel aging. That's something that we insisted that they do because they are always like uh, touting the beechwood finish on the regular Budweiser. They want to do that with this, but it's like if you really want to do it authentically, it has to be aged in uh, pitch lined pine barrels. So we had to find a cooper that was willing to do that. It was a whole big thing. Um, but, you know, I think this is going to be a great way to kind of introduce regular Budweiser drinkers to a little bit more beer history. So if you want to learn a little bit about more history, you can scroll back uh, probably a couple episodes and we do have a whole entire panel uploaded of yeah. the history of the Kentucky Common. Yeah. Or pick up uh, Kevin's book. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the whole chapter. If, if you can read, yeah, do that. <laughs> and and in some uh, personal news relating to this, David, if you'd like to share that that part. Mergers and acquisitions. Oh, can we say that yet? Yeah, well, I think we, we're not allowed to talk about dollar amount. I we think, can yeah, talk let's about, just go ahead and break it here. Can yeah, I have uh, a job? What? Yeah. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we can't afford at least one employee. Um, but uh, due to this deal, we have been acquired by uh, well, one AB InBev. So we're, we're fucking sellouts, guys. Yeah. Um, we did not take that right, decision lightly either. It's like, you know. So I'm not disappointed in you. You Thank all. You. So there, there's been a lot of conversation around Anheuser-Busch and AB InBev over the years, and I, I understand it. However, uh, this is a completely different situation. We're not a brewery. Yeah. We're, we're an ale trail. We're a podcast. Uh, so uh, part of the deal was, you know, in order for us to advance this style of beer that we that is so historically tied to our stake and state and our heritage. Yeah. Um, this was part of the deal. They want they want a part of this, and and I don't blame them. And I'm happy to be a part of that. Uh, we've been able to be uh, kind of consultants along the way on the style. So 
to me. It's a win-win. We'll still be around. We we still plan on hosting this podcast. Yeah, nothing should really no, change. Nothing's changing at all. <laughs> I'm going to drive a Ferrari. <laughs> we just we might be in nicer cars. All right, yeah. Dave, Dave is really excited about the dollar amount. I don't blame him. It's kind of life-changing. But also, nothing's going to change. We're still going to be the same three schlubs that you see hanging out a mile wide. You know, like we're just walking in like, hey, yeah, like, give me a Paris Town Light. Like we will still be drinking. Or maybe they'll put a Kentucky Common on tap and we'll drink and, that. And like there. I said, I'm happy to sell you these hot sauces. That's what you said. But anyway, <laughs> we wanted you guys to hear it here first. Um, so I guess starting maybe April 1st, it should start appearing on shelves uh, slowly but surely making its way into the market. I know Louisville is going to be one of the first target markets. Uh, I know they're going to work really aggressively to get some, you know, uh, space and all like the retail shelves. You say and they, it's we. We, yeah. We, yeah. We, we're we're, we're working like, I mean, it's part of our, our baby now. So, yeah. Um, well, you know, and it's again, we've, we've criticized other breweries for working with AB and Bev, but again, like, we're not a brewery. So. And, it, you know, AB and Bev has helped all these, like, look, look how much better Goose Island is now than it was before they bought it. Look how much better Wicked Weed is now. Yeah, than uh, it was before they and, acquired it. Yeah, it's it's yeah. been good, and you know there there may have been some news about a specific Ohio brewery recently. Just mm -hmm. don't even worry about that. Like the, we're not even, we're not a brewery. That's not going to happen to us. We're we're an ale trail. We're a podcast. Uh, so thank you again, Anna Hazerbush. We appreciate your your patronage, uh, and let's get the Kentucky Common known nationwide. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, with that comes, let's go ahead and wrap things up. Kevin, thank you so much. Uh, for your your hot sauce and your stories I tonight. I apologize for I'm, that. I'm all flustered right now because I'm, I'm just like I'm still sweating, uh, <laughs> and my stomach kind of hurts now. Uh, uh, but you know, uh, again, thank thank you very much. Um, we uh, will end the same way that we end every every show. David, what do you have to plug? Uh, I got to plug uh, physical therapy. <laughs> Was that not uh, last week? You're really going hard on it, I, I, yeah. man. It's it's not about the work. It's about the consistency. You want to see yourself do a little better? You just get that Velcro out, turn the key up and down it 20 times. It sounds dumb. It's going to help you in your wrist, in your elbow. You're going to feel better after. Hell yeah. Just yeah. show up. Show up. I'm going to plug uh, the ancient Egyptians and the Great Pyramid. Did you guys see that they finally uh, revealed that they have confirmed that they found another chamber in there and they sent in a little camera? It's another chamber that nobody's ever been into right above the main entrance way. And they're not really sure what it was used for. There was nothing interesting or cool in there. They're power plants. Well, well. Yeah. They're just storage. Yeah. Just storage. Um, but it confirmed the way that they determined that they thought it was there was the muon scanning project. And they set up these like basically like giant solar panels. But instead of collecting the sun energy, they collect like uh, like muons, like nanoparticles that are emitted by the sun. And it takes like a year to get a reading. But they, the same project also confirmed that there's a huge void on the inside of the pyramid that no one uh, would have ever accessed before. So it's pretty cool. If you like ancient Egypt and the pyramids, read up on it. Uh, yeah, the Scan Pyramids Project had a major breakthrough this week. Kevin, I know you already kind of plugged the the future book you're working on, but anything else you'd like to talk about? Oh, check out my my new YouTube series, Chasing yeah. Heat. Just yeah. look up Kevin Gibson, Chasing Heat, and there are only like five or six videos at most right now. But I'm going to keep doing doing every couple of weeks and hurting myself badly. So if you got any pleasure out of watching us suffer, you can see Kevin suffer <laughs> ten, yeah. tenfold. Yeah. Uh, when you with eat those a last raw ones. pepper, like are, super hot pepper, is a whole. Are you animal. are you taking on guests yet? 
Not yet. I'm in. That's, that's we'll come right. on. We'll come on. All right. Yeah, we'll we'll do the challenge together. And yeah, that sounds great. Bro, I ate a Serrano the other day. <laughs> and I was like, this shit hot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, on my end, uh, can I can I give a shout out to milk? Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, sh- uh, uh, shout out to Cows. running. Shout out to running. Uh, you know, running's fun. I, I It's actually not fun. I've never once looked forward to running and I've never once enjoyed running. I do it a lot uh training for something right now but i always feel good afterwards so like if you haven't really like ran in a while go ahead and do it so you can you know feel a sense of accomplishment afterwards mentally speaking your legs will hurt your your asthma will come back to haunt you after 15 years but yeah shout out to running you're talking about running or eating really hot peppers i think both sounds like you should be running to the bathroom (laughs) yeah yeah i think i think both uh yeah my mouth is fine now but uh my i'm still like sweating yeah there was a minute there where my soul left my body it it was brief (laughs) but uh you're you're right though like there's this this feeling of just like being kind of high and it's I like can't, it's almost a euphoric feeling it's it, really it is weird. like i actually feel good i know i'm sweating I, mean, I know my face is probably like red i know i don't look it uh, but, but afterglow great. like i just feel so good right now uh and uh yeah because kevin said afterglow uh it's time to end this podcast so guys thank you so much tonight thanks thank guys you, i appreciate yeah, it was awesome thank you